This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. And good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is Eric Walton, Reverend Walton. Glad to see you again. Glad to be with you again. And uh, thank God for you. And uh, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 28. And uh, we got a good message for you. We, in the county we're in, we're about to, in the summertime, we baptize. And we baptize outside in the trough. And there's two different jails. And um, um, it just dawned on me. When uh, uh, I asked the men, well, why you want to get baptized? And uh, there was uh, 10 or 12 guys getting baptized, and they all had 10 or 12 different reasons. I think we better look at it in the Bible to see what the reasons are. Amen. And um, um, let me say one other thing before I start reading. We're going to read uh, 28, 19, have a word of prayer, and we'll get to our message for today. Uh, three points, the command to go, the command to baptize, and the command to teach. And all of these are from the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever we teach or preach anything here at Jail Ministry in Bell County, we do it from the Bible. We do it according to the Bible. We do it with the authority and the permission of the Bible. I am an ordained minister by God Almighty Himself. Amen. Yes, I got some men and a church that ordained me, but first I got God's ordination, amen? So when I tell you what we're doing about baptism today, it's what the Bible says, it's not what I think, or my denomination, or all kinds of crazy stuff like that. One day I was teaching over at the jail, and they were going, well, that's very interesting. I appreciate your opinion, preacher. I said, that ain't my opinion. That's God's word, amen? And because it's God's word, it is authoritative, you are breathing his air. You're walking on his dirt. You're drinking his water. Over in Isaiah 45, I think it's 18 or 19 or 16, he says, uh, uh, I am God and there is no other. Amen. He said, I'm God and this is it. Amen. And uh, we need to understand that. Amen. So uh, without further ado, Baptism 101 is the title. But I, I want to start over here in verse uh, 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 18, 19, and 20. And we're mainly interested in 19. So we're going to read 19 first, have a word of prayer, and then we'll go with our lesson today. Go therefore. Now this is Jesus right before he goes back to heaven in Acts chapter 1. But he says this over here in uh, uh, Matthew 28. It's in Matthew. The Great Commission is in Matthew. The Great Commission is in Mark, Luke, and John. Go. Amen. And, and go do what? Go therefore. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get started with baptism today. Thank God for baptism. Thank God for everything God told us to do. And I pray you're not just a hearer of the word today. I pray you're a doer of the word today. If at all possible, if you're a born again saved person... You need to get water baptized. The spiritual baptism where the Holy Ghost comes on you, that comes when you receive Him. Let's have a word of prayer. 
Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the word. Uh, thank you for baptism. Thank you for forgiveness. I pray for all the men. I think of Jerome down in Tampa, Florida, and he's been in prison for 40 years now. I pray for him and uh, pray your will in his life. Pray that this message, dear Lord, would be a blessing to all the men and women in, in prison that are listening or jail. And uh, I pray you anoint my lips. I pray you get, put a guard on my lips. Let me say just that which needs to be said. Pray for my brother Steve as he's over there recording. Pray for our families. Pray for greater days ahead for jail ministry than behind. Pray that you get all honor and glory from everything that's said and done in this place. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So, so I started out in 19, but let me back up to 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying... All authority. Now here in the King James, they decided to translate the word authority. But let me tell you what it means. All power. Now let me say something. The new King James is what we're going out of today. Just because they translate that way. And I said, well, I'm going to use the word power because I'm using the word power. When they wrote this, everybody understood what all authority meant. It meant that God, Jesus is saying, I got all power in heaven and earth. God Almighty the Father has given the Son all power dealing with this uh, uh, redemption thing, bought back from the slave markets of sin, getting saved, born again, however you want to word it, amen? So he says, all authority has been given to me, all power, all dynamos. Back then when they wrote the word dynamos, that was the most powerful thing in the world. Uh, today, photon torpedoes, nuclear reactors, uh, warp drive, whatever, whatever words you want to use. The greatest power in all of the universe, he said, is available unto me. When I come to you in the name of Jesus and the authority of his word, all power in heaven and earth is behind my preaching as I rightly and correctly handle his word and give it to you. Amen. And, and by the way, you can have all power also. All right, just surrender yourself to God. Amen. And by the way, don't say, I'm not saying I'm some special one and nobody else has got this. No, any blood washed, surrendered believer has this power. And he says in 18, excuse me, uh, 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 no, no, yeah, 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, this is the last thing he says before he goes back to heaven. He said, I got to go back to heaven today. If we get time, we'll look at John 14 and 16. And he says, I got to go back to heaven. You want me to go back to heaven. They were saying, oh, we don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here, stay here. We don't know the way. He said, no, you want me to go back to heaven because I'm going to send the Holy Ghost back down. Now, that's baptism with the Holy Spirit. I'm probably going to have to teach two messages. And, and uh, uh, I'm mainly interested in water baptism, but there is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you receive, the, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you get baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and you should have a new walk, a new talk, a new song, a new way of life. Amen. I was a, a drug dealer. I got saved, and all of a sudden I wasn't a drug dealer. That was 43 years ago when I was 20. I'm 63 now. No, I'm 64. I just turned 64 in April. So that was 44 years ago. Amen. August will be 44 years. All right. So, so, but my point being is, all right, so I got the spiritual baptism. Two weeks later, the church asked me, uh, uh, Maranatha Baptist Church in Okinawa, Japan, they said, hey, you ain't been water baptized. The Bible commands that you get water baptized. 
do you want to get baptized? I said, is that what I'm supposed to do? I don't know nothing about no Bible. I ain't never owned a book other than Playboy, Penthouse, and uh, 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 some other girly magazines. I didn't buy them to read them either. I bought them to look at them. All right. I said, uh, well, sure. If that's what it says to do, I'll do it. It is your first opportunity, water baptism, to openly and publicly say to the world, when he dips you in that water, you're saying, I am dying to self and my own life. Did you hear what I said? I'm dying to self. What I want to do. I have made myself a bond servant. Paul says that in Romans chapter 1 and other places in the 13 books that he wrote. He says, I am a bond servant. I have made myself a willing slave to Jesus Christ. I do whatever he wants me to do. So he says here, all power has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples. The word disciple means followers of all, excuse me, yes, yes, disciples of all nations, followers, uh, and make followers of all nations. Followers who? Followers of Jesus Christ. Baptizing. There's a second thing. The command to go. You wonder sometimes why are all these Christians going as missionaries to foreign countries and places like that? The Bible just told us to go. Why do I go to the jail five or six days a week telling people about Jesus? Because the command right here in the Great Commission, the last thing God gave us, all of Christendom, uh, uh, people that are Bible believers say this is the Great Commission. The last thing he told us, go and tell everybody how to get saved. Then after you've done that, baptizing them. He's talking about water baptism here. The Holy Ghost will do the spiritual baptism. Tell them, okay, now that you're saved, you need to get water baptized. Buried with him in likeness of his death. The his is Jesus' death. That's why when you get baptized, you've got to be totally submerged under the water. Everything's got to be under the water. You don't bury a, a dead man and have his legs or his toes or his fingers or his head sticking out. You put it all under. I'm dying every last piece of my body. All of my members, my fingers, my eyes, my toes, my mouth, my feet, all of my members are dead. All right? They can be if you surrender yourself. The supernatural power of the Holy Ghost, that spiritual baptism, will allow you to die to self. You should ask God. This is what Paul said on the Damascus Road in Acts chapter 9. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? I will do anything. Anything. I'll quit cussing. I'll quit drinking. I'll quit whoring around. I'll quit clubbing. I'll quit smoking dope, alcohol. I'll quit it all. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I am dying to self. So I'm buried with him in likeness of his death. Raised with him. You glad I'm taking you out from under the water now? Raised with him in newness of life. I all of a sudden became a new creature. August 6, 1979 in Okinawa, Japan at Maranatha Baptist Church. All right. They were a Bible believing church, and that's what I go with a Bible believing church. I do not care about any denominations. I go with churches that go by the Bible. Amen. I got five fundamentals of the faith that I follow with them, and as long as they follow those, me and them are fine. Amen. 
If they don't follow the Bible, I don't follow them. Amen. I'm not, and I'm not mean or ugly or go talking about them and gossip about them. I just go somewhere else. That rarely ever happens. Before I join a church, I make sure they're a Bible-believing church. So he raised me a newness of life that day. My drug habit with alcohol, cocaine, marijuana uh, uh, died. Amen. But because I'm a natural, normal man, not a natural man, a spiritual man even, uh, I had a natural desire for a wife or a woman All right, that, that God has put in all men, uh, uh, be fruitful and multiply. He put a burn inside of us, passion. Uh, so I got a wife. Two years later, I married a woman. In fact, me and uh, Steve Cannon were talking about it just a little while ago. He was talking about when he got married. Steve's a little bit older than me. He's married to Linda, and I'm married to Andrea. All right? And uh, we were talking about how we got married and all that sort of thing, you know. And he's probably been married 50 years. Uh, I've only been married 40, no, yeah, 42 or 43, something like that. I can't remember. It's right around there. Okay. But I'm um, glad my wife ain't here because I just had my anniversary yesterday. Amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding you not. My grandbaby, my third grandbaby by my son, my oldest son was born yesterday. And yesterday was my anniversary. So my grandbaby was born on my anniversary. All right. So so let me, let me finish this thing here. Amen. So the first thing is uh, uh, the command to go in verse 19. And then the command, by the way, go and tell other people. You're going to find a desire in your heart if you've gotten born again to tell other people, come to church with me. Why don't you get saved? That's the Holy Ghost inside of you. And he's telling you to evangelize. Now, I'm an evangelist, and, and one day a week ain't enough, or, or every now and then ain't enough. I try to evangelize all the time. I'm always passing out tracts about Jesus. I'm a little booklets that people can read. This is how you get saved. This is how you get born again. Amen? And that's my calling. Why am I here? Why did I leave North Carolina and come to Texas to work in jail ministry? This is all God wants me to do is jail ministry. I'm going to do this to the day I die, not unless my body won't let me do it anymore. As long as my body will let me do it, I'm going to do it. Now, there, there might come a time when i got to slow down, back off, or this, that, and the other cause of age and uh, infirmity of the flesh. All right, but, but the spirit will never get infirmed. I'll always be wanting to do more than my body will probably allow me me to do. Alright, so he says here, alright, all authority has been given to me in, in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples uh, of all nations. Alright, so that's why they go all over the world baptizing them in the name. And now watch this now. Some people want to, they'll go into Acts and they'll find some weird stuff. Acts is a historical book. Right here in the Great Commission he tells you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is doctrine that he's also teaching you here. He's giving you a command to go and a command to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. They're all God. There is not three gods. There's one God, and they all have a ministry. The Father's leading and directing everything. The Son takes care of redemption. The Holy Ghost comes in you and takes care of sanctification. Amen. Or discipleship, amen, making you a follower. Sanctify means separated unto God Almighty, amen. That is your walk. You can be saved and not have a Christian walk, amen. You are considered a babe or a carnal Christian. That's in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. All right, and, and, and we ain't going to turn over there. We're staying with baptism, amen. And by the way, I'll probably only get part of baptism done today. I don't like to teach series of messages in jail and prison because a lot of times you'll teach one part of it the next week or the next ses session you have. Those men won't be here. Those women won't be here. They'll be moved or can't come or whatever the case may be. I I'm doing these online. You can take your tablet and you can bring them up and look at them. 
So let me get done with uh, uh, 18 and 19. Go therefore and making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this. Teaching them to observe all things. You cannot learn the Bible completely or very well or fully or correctly would be the right word. It says, study to show thyself was proved a workman that needed other. You got to study. All right. Study implies teaching and learning. In Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian eunuch asked Philip the evangelist. He said, "Do you?" Philip ran up to the carriage where he was reading uh, the scroll of Isaiah. And he had just left Jerusalem. And this was a guy going back to Ethiopia and Africa across, across the Red Sea from Israel. Uh, and he said, Philip, he said, do you understand what you're reading? He says, how can I unless some man guide me or teach me? Philip got in the carriage and preached unto him Jesus. Amen. Philip goad. He, 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 baptism hasn't happened yet. He believed. He got saved. That go right there and make disciples. He goed, got saved. Amen. The Ethiopian eunuch did. And then they came to water. And the Ethiopian eunuch there, and actually, he, says, he says, okay, I understand this stuff about the Great Commission. Uh, go, baptize, and then teach. All right. He says, all right, well, now it's time to do baptism. Here's a, here's a, here's a big old pond right here. Stop. Why don't we baptize right now? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart that Jesus is the Christ, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the way to heaven, I believe, I've received him as my Lord and Savior. Well, let's get out of the, let's get out of the carriage or the SUV and let's jump in the pond, amen? And then he dipped him and he buried him. He said, bury with him in likeness of his death, raise with him in newness of life. Praise God, amen, hallelujah, amen, in the name of Jesus. And then Philip, the Holy Spirit, took Philip away. The Ethiopian eunuch got back in the carriage and his driver took him on down to Ethiopia. And he, and he led a great revival. See, he went down there and he goed down there and he told everybody in the town that he was working in how to get saved. He was a great, powerful man. Uh, he would be the equivalent of the U.S. Treasurer, uh, the man who runs the Treasury for the United States of America. And he told everybody, all the big muckety-mucks and the king and the queen and all of them and all the cabinet and, uh, and just the gospel spread all over Africa through that man. The gospel did not come to the United States through the white men and the pilgrims. The United States, the, the, the gospel came to America through Africans who got saved on the Damascus Road, amen, excuse me, on the Damascus Road and on the Ethiopian Road is really one of the one I wanted to say, amen. And, uh, uh, but we all ought to go. We ought to baptize, and then we ought to teach. All right, right now I'm doing step number three. I'm teaching, verse 20, them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and Lord, I'm with you always. He's with me right now. If something's speaking to your heart about baptism or telling other people about baptism, that's the Holy Ghost. And we'll turn to it in just a second. That's the Holy Ghost that is in you. He is a guarantee or a deposit, all right, that proves that God is going to come get you one day. John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming on the Father but by me. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. If not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and, and I'm going to come back and get you again. The Holy Ghost coming in you, that part of the Trinity coming in. God in you. We are all believer priests. And we're supposed to tell other people about God. Amen. 
and, and um, that does not mean you're a pastor of a church. That does not mean you're an evangelist like me. But you are a believer priest. The priest talks to man for God. Get saved is what you ought to do. I've had the pleasure of leading. I've got four sisters that are all older than me. Three of them I've led to the Lord. And two of those three have already died. And the fourth one was already saved before me. All right. So if you would, we've got the command to go, the command to baptize. We've looked at it right here in the Great Commission. And the command to teach. We're just talking about the command to baptize today, though. So I want to look at a few verses uh, dealing with this. Turn over to Romans chapter 8, verse 9. And uh, um, we're continuing on. Here is uh, more about the spiritual baptism, all right, than, uh, uh, say, uh, uh, the water baptism. Now, I'm really teaching on water baptism, but I'm, I'm touching here because you need to understand this. Verse 9 of Romans chapter 8, verse 9. If you can't turn as fast as I am, make sure you write down the address of what I'm talking about and points that I say about that. And the reason being is you, I, I've only got a certain amount of time that this recording and this thing goes on. I can't go slow and I don't know how fast you're turning or not. Make sure you write down the address, Romans 8, 9, chapter 8, verse 9. All right, and uh, any of the points that I make about it. So it says in Romans 8 9, but you are not in the flesh. He's talking about your flesh has died. Remember, you were, you were buried with him in baptism. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit baptism. The water baptism is metaphorically showing you as dying to self. Thank you, brother. I was wondering how much time it was. I only got 10 more minutes. We're not going to get very far today. But in the spirit, you are not uh, in the flesh, but in the spirit. He's talking about in the Holy Spirit. All right. The Holy Spirit's supposed to be running and leading and guiding and directing your life. Amen. So the Spirit's leading you, amen, if you allow Him. You should wake up in the morning and feed your spirit man, not your fleshly man. After you fed your spirit man, then eat you a bowl of cereal, amen? Alright? If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Did you see that? He said, you're in the Spirit if the Spirit of God is in you. He's saying to this church in Rome, he said, now watch what he says there. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if you don't got the Holy Spirit... You're not born again. If something inside of you doesn't say you're doing something you're not supposed to, maybe you know it or you don't know it. Or maybe you're acting with a bad attitude or a bad this, amen? Disobeying authorities, all right? That's in the Bible. That's in Romans 13. Don't disobey the authorities. If the officer tells you to go over here, go over there, do this or do that, and it's a lawful order that the officer can give you while you're incarcerated and you don't do it, as far as God's concerned, you're, you're sinning. You're not obeying ordained authority. So in verse 10, and if Christ is in you, the body, wait, 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 and if Christ is in you, the body is dead. See the flesh. He's talking about your old man is dead. Now, my, clearly, I'm physically alive. My, my flesh is alive. He's talking about it's dead as far as leading, guiding, and directing you. Uh, I wanted a Mountain Dew. I'm kind of heavy right now. I said, can't, can't drink no Mountain Dew. I don't want no Diet Mountain Dew or Zero Mountain Dew. I want the real thing. I said, can't drink that. All right. My flesh is dead. I told flesh, no, you can't have Mountain Dew today. All right. My spirit man, because I need to take care of my earthly tabernacle so I can minister longer and more. All right. The body is dead because of sin. All right. 
and, and that's, that's what caused it to die. All right, That's the power before you're saved, is death. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen? The righteousness of Christ is what saved me and his substitutionary death. All right, That's all one thing. So because he died, he paid the wages of sin is death. He paid for it. Amen. He substitutionarily died for all humanity, past, present, and future when he died on Calvary. That's why the lights went out, the rocks crept, the veil of the temple was rent. And then three days later, he came out of the grave. And for 40 days, he walked around showing himself. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, over 500 brethren have seen him walking around. He's got holes in his hands, holes in his feet, a hole in the side where they stuck the spear in him. I think they put it. No, yeah, it was on this side. They put the spear over here and it went all the way over there. And blood and water came out. He was dead, but he came back to life because he's got victory over death. Now that's dealing with salvation. But also this spirit now can come into us and do its job. Now, uh, that's ten, 8 9. Turn over to Ephesians 1. Now, this is to the right. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And we're going to go to 4.30 a little bit later on. So, uh, hang with me here. Romans, uh, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. This is more about spiritual baptism right now. Alright? In Him you also trusted Spiritual baptism, what did I say? It happens as soon as you get saved. As soon as you receive Christ, you're saved. You don't go out and uh, pay a bunch of money or get baptized a thousand times or uh, if you do this or if you do that. No, no, you only get saved by grace through faith. I believe. Believe is the same thing as faith and trust in what Jesus did for me on the cross. When you receive Him as your Savior, you get the Holy Spirit. And he'll be working on you. Now watch this. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. That's just what we're talking about. Amen. we got five minutes to go. The word of truth. The gospel. The word gospel means the good news. You heard the word of truth. The good news. The gospel of your salvation. Salvation is rescued, delivered, saved. Amen. I've been rescued from my old wicked way. I've been delivered from my old wicked way when I got saved. And the Holy Spirit came into me and gave me power to say no to all the desires of the flesh. In whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit. I told you this when we were reading Romans 8 9. The Holy Spirit is coming to me and it is the promise. It is the redemption. It is the guarantee. It is the down payment. Of my eternal destiny with God Almighty in heaven. He's got a place for me. He's making a room for me. Romans 14, 1 through 6. And not Romans. John 14, 1 through 6. He's got, a, he's got a room. He's got a mansion. He's building for me in heaven. Amen. And he's been building it for 2,000 years. It's quite a mansion. Verse 14. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. The final buyback. The closing, the final closing of the deal. We are, we are fully saved, but when we go up there, we receive it all. You put earnest money down, but you don't move into the house for 30 days later or when the closing happens. The closing's coming. For me, it'll be when I die. Amen? Amen. I see that, brother. Three minutes left, y'all. And uh, we're going to stop on 430 in Ephesians chapter 430. I hope you got that about the Holy Spirit being the promise of the final redemption 
Alright? Our eternal destiny with heaven, with God. And it says down here in verse 30, chapter 4 of Ephesians, same book, chapter 4, verse 30. And do not grieve. That's like slapping the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. I've been saved. I'm being saved. Glorification. Saved, being saved, that's sanctification. Glorification, that's going to heaven, being with God. Three parts of it, but one thing. And he says here, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Redeemed. The final thing. I went out and collected the bottles. We got a quarter per bottle. Glass bottles. Turned them in at the grocery store. They gave me a dollar and fifty cents because it was twenty-five cents per bottle. All of that's been paid by Jesus Christ on the cross. When I get to heaven, boom, now I can go to heaven. Amen. I'm telling you a few things about spiritual baptism. I've told you a little bit about water baptism. We're moving to it. All right, we're moving to it. Spiritual baptism, water baptism, kissing cousins. We do the spirit, we do the water baptism just as outward profession of faith and obedience to God because he commanded us to back over there in Matthew 28 18, 19 and 20 19 baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy that is a command not a request God bless you we'll try to finish up next week there's some more before we get to it now we talked about salvation some of y'all listen to this might have said well I want to be baptized well are you saved if you want to be saved, pray this prayer. The prayer don't save you. Believing in what Jesus did for you on the cross does. That's what buys you forgiveness and eternal life. Amen. You need to be forgiven to get that eternal life. Pray with me like this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And I believe your Son, Jesus Christ, is the Christ. He is the Anointed One. He is the Savior. He's the one who paid my sin bill. All right. The wages of sin is death, and he done paid my sin bill so that I can have eternal life. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to save me through what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I'm looking to see you next week, and you have a blessed week. Keep reading your Bible.